Hi, welcome to our podcast, Like Jasper. My name is Sarah Calvin, and I'm your host, along with my fabulous cousin, Brittany Gonzalez. Our podcast comes from a scripture found in Revelations 4.3, where in John's vision, he attempts to describe the indescribable image of Christ and says he is like Jasper. Our hope is to be more like him daily and come alongside of you to encourage and build you up in your faith. Join us on today's episode of Like Jasper. Hello, welcome back to our podcast. We are so excited that you are joining us. Today we are focusing on a topic that we bring up a little bit in most of our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of like the iron sharpens iron. We always talk about how um, that's kind of been a, something that has really been a, a huge thing between Brittany and I for, for several years. Mm. And I think that's why... We mentioned it a lot in the podcast. It's like, well, during this iron sharpens iron process in our conversations, right? So that is the main thing today: is godly communion, um, friendships, ironing sharpens iron. How we need other um, godly individuals in our lives, and yeah, that's kind of the big overview. And I'm really excited about this topic. Yeah, me too. I think that we definitely say that about everyone too, because there's not been one that I haven't been. Well, that's not true. The uh, grief one I was not excited about, but afterwards I was excited uh, just for what I felt like God did through that with us and Mm -hmm. prayerfully with others who listened. Um, But yeah, we, um, iron sharpens iron. That is our, that is you to me and and you did. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so, um, I, you know, that's been the biggest jump I feel like in our faith is, I mean, there's, we've, we've have been placed into our life, many irons. Right. And so yes. I would attribute our time together as hugely mon- monumental, but I've also seen, um, that, you know, we've been sort of, surrounded by other believers and what it's done Mm -hmm. for our faith and our growth and what God's been able to do uh, through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The beauty of the iron sharpens iron is there's, it's not just one person, you you know, it's like, there's a whole host (laughs) that sharpens, (laughs) Yeah, and you know, different tools too um, that are, are used because everyone has different personalities. So I was thinking about this actually earlier, knowing that we were going to do this podcast. And I was just thinking about, you know, the community, what, what it's like to really have a community of, of godly friends. And I was thinking like, I go to you and you sharpen me and you have specific spiritual gifts and you have a specific personality and all that, is reflected, you know, onto me through that godly counsel. And then I go to my friend like Erin and she has a completely different spiritual gift and a different personality. And God uses that area um, that you might not necessarily have because y'all are different that mm-hmm. that is now used. And, and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just an example, but there's all kinds. And that's why it's so important to not just, oh, I have one person and, you know, because that's enough. bring something different to the table, which is really so it's the body of Christ, right? That's ultimately what it is. Like, that's why. God created the body of Christ. <laughs> yeah. <not> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, 
go on. No, I'm so, sorry. Go no, on. I was going to say, so for those who don't know what iron sharpens iron. Oh right my now, goodness. You stop it right now. I was say? literally <laughs> opening my Bible and was like, probably people who are listening that don't like, even know that? that scripture, what we're talking about. And there we are. All right. Holy spirit. I'll just sit down. You go on, do your thing. Okay. So what I was going to say was for those who don't know what that means, I was going to say, Brittany, would you like to share, um, or would you like me to? I would like you to because I okay. was about to. I was going to use you chatting to find it. And I don't remember what. <laughs> okay, pro, it's fine. in Proverbs, right? It is. Good job. Okay, look at me. Look um, at me. Yeah. <laughs> 27, Proverbs 27, 17. Um, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Mm, I love it. And I love that too. That's so good. What really has been resonating in my heart this week, specifically on that verse, is um, there's a show that I enjoy watching. I haven't watched it in a while, but I have. I always enjoy watching it. And it's, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, like foraging or something like that. But they're basically making knives and they have to do it all from scratch. And they have a competition, you know, whose knife is sharper in the end. It's like a reality show, but it's really neat just watching the, this iron sharpening iron welding process because I knew mm-hmm. nothing about it ever like <laughs> like what but when I was think I was really just meditating on this verse and that imagery came to my mind of just how oh like it you have to use fire so it's hot mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. metal is heavy it's not like a delicate gentle <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know it's this and they have to hammer, right? They're it's taking... brute. It's brutish. Yeah, right. Mm. You have, they have to take these hammers and they're slamming it down and little piece by piece they're chiseling away, trying to sharpen it. Then it then it cools down too much and they have to stick it back in the fire. The process continues. And it could take days. Like, it's a whole process. And when I was thinking about that, like, whoa, you know, I, and <laughs> this sounds maybe because my brain is just... Always... Wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> greatest thing ever. Thank you for your encouragement. <laughs> My brain is just more of like flowers and roses and everything's candy land. <laughs> She's the little pink thing at the top of the candy land game. Yep. <laughs> and ice cream. I'm more the licorice guy. I'm over there. You gotta wait. No. You gotta wait a turn. <laughs> no. <laughs> But because that's just how my brain naturally is, when I have always read this verse over the years, Iron Sharpens Iron, you know what I picture? I always pictured, you know how you could take two knives and like rub them together and it supposedly sharpens it? I don't know. I've never done it. But (laughs) Girl Mm. Scouts back in the day taught us that, oh, your your knife is dull? We'll take another knife and just rub it together. That's what I Mm. thought it was. Easy. Rub these knives together. Yes, that sharpens it to an extent. But when you really think about a uh what are they called blacksmiths or welders i don't even know the right terminology do you know what Mm -mm. you call i don't okay that was yeah (laughs) i feel like a blacksmith but i don't actually know what that is that could be something completely different (laughs) sounds really good but if you're a blacksmith and you're listening to this and that's not what you do we're sorry but when i really started thinking about the process of true iron sharpening iron like you just take a raw thing of iron and you turn it into something that is sharp and used as a weapon or used to um you know some kind of utility um 
what's it called? Utility. <laughs> yeah, utility. Thank you. Ut- you. No, wait. Utensil. Utensil. Utility. Yes. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> like you're gonna, you could use it to, you know, um, consume something. Like you're gonna cut up yes. meat. That's there. See, you go. Thank I'm you. pretty sure it's utensil. This is why you do my life. See, you. I know. Me, me too. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. But I'm pretty sure that was actually an example of the blind leading the blind. Like, go on. <laughs> See, no matter what the angle, yeah, exactly. you have an illustration for it all. Exactly, you're just giving us time. But when I really thought about that, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I started applying that into friendships. My brain was like, "Whoa!" Because it it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> what are you giggling at this time? Because you sounded like the turtle from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, this is so not where I'm trying to go. Wait, okay, go are on. you talking about the one who's like cool? Yeah. No. You just said oh, you said my him. brain is like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, man. Whoa, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I was a surfer in my past life. There you go. You were a surfer. A, a surfer. Okay, surfer. go before okay. we just ruin this whole thing. Um so anyways, it can't I I thought how you know it's not like this gentle process of uh you come to me and you're like Sarah I'm really struggling with this and I think oh well you know what what she really needs is this this, this, and this but this is really going to hurt her feeling so instead I'm going to say all these gentle kind things that are going to make her feel good validate everything you know and she's going to walk away feeling really good that's not iron sharpens iron that is a passing the baton of little roses off you know <laughs> that's mm. not in when i started really processing that Brittany, you could jump in here anytime i'm talking so no much. no i no 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 you're not <laughs> i love it i'm just soaking it up go on <laughs> it started making me think about my different friendships in my life like which which friends and thankfully i'm really blessed with a lot of incredible mm-hmm. people who truly sharpen me that's yes. such a huge blessing um but it made me start really thinking is this just like rubbing a couple of little knives together like just a little bit enough to maybe give a little sharp edge or is this an iron sharp and irony <laughs> <laughs> like is mm. this really like you're gonna tell me with truth and with love you're not gonna be like oh you know you know con- condemning um but of the mm. of hey you know what this is an area that's wrong or you know whatever kind of guiding that is the true heart of iron sharpens iron that the lord has revealed to me now Brittany, what do you have to to tag you on that because i'm talking so much no you're not <laughs> see this is how i feel because when I, once you when you introduce it it feels like there's it's like you just want to keep going with all the thoughts and then you're so um no you Rabbit were not trailing. talking too much i was loving that i think um i have so much that is kind of going it's not a different direction, but it is a um, different direction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, different it's perspective. It's really not. No. It's really not. But no, but the point of what I liked in what you're saying that I think about is that iron sharpening iron, it's not a dull knife and a sharp knife. Right. They both have to be sharp in order for this to work. Yes. Like it's not a... Um, it's not a, you carry the load and mm-hmm. then that person who's dull is going to try to get a little bit of your sharpness. It's yeah. like, no, they're sharp, you're sharp and yeah, you guys comes are, out sharper. <laughs> yeah, everybody comes out sharper, but you know, the, um, 
the best part of that though sorry i know i'm interrupting no, no. you no, is not. that we are not i'm gonna call it about blacksmith just because i don't know what it's called we're not the like blacksmith it. that's god yes like, he is the one in charge so the best part about knowing that he is the one he's the um, craftsman he's the he's the one who's sharpening those irons the best part is is we could take the pressure off of ourselves that we don't have to try to change someone or mold someone like oh well I have to sharpen them you know uh, because God is doing the one sharpening we just have to be present we just have to uh, um, be used as the tool willing. to help yeah them. yeah will yeah 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 and I think about you know if being a tool, Mm-hmm. And like how, I mean, I know we're, you know, we're probably going to title this iron sharpens iron because it's just too good not to, but my, my heart for this was like the need for community, which mm-hmm. is what you're talking about mm-hmm. because, and that's like one of the reasons, right? Yeah. Because iron oh, yeah. can sharpen it, iron, mm-hmm. but like, goes deeper. um, yeah, it is deeper, I think than that. But, but, um, I think about a toolbox and, if I am a general contractor and I'm going out to do a job, I'm not. So mm-hmm. anybody who is a general contractor, just do not be offended by whatever I have to say. But I just think <laughs> about a toolbox or, you know, not even like that because my husband is super handy. There's nothing he can't yeah, do. He yeah. He's like a jack of all trades and maybe a master of none kind of deal. Like he can do, he can yeah. do brickwork. He can, you know, all the things. Well, there's a different like it goes back to what you were saying about like the personalities and how those mold different. But like when we think of iron as a tool and we think of it community and, and us as willing vessels for the Lord's work to, you know, him to allow him to sharpen us, to mold us, to change us for his will. I think Mm -hmm. about a toolbox and like, if I'm going to cut down a tree, well, I could cut down a tree with a handsaw. I could do it with a chainsaw. I could do it with an axe, right? And mm-hmm. depending on the tree, depending on where, how much room I have for it to fall, depending on the other people I have with me, um, you know, it may be easier if, if it was two of us, you know, we do those big saws and they go back and forth, you know, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like all of those have the ability to cut down a tree, but it depends on the tool, the, per, the, the worker, AKA mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. to choose that tool for that moment, for that time. And so if you have like all of us together, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's how you can have the benefits of that tool's purpose for that time, for right. that reason, you know, all like together in a tool. Right. Like that's that kind of what analogy. I think of yeah. Everyone has a different personality, different yes. spiritual gifts. Yeah. It's Same. so amazing. It's the, yeah. It's the, bo- how the body of Christ is supposed to work. It's so beautiful. It is beautiful. And I want to say something super corny so that it can be a tagline. <laughs> I and I corny. just, I'm going to need you to enjoy it. You cannot have community without unity. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> You're laughing at your own joke. I think that's good. <laughs> it just came to me because I was looking at it and like the way I'd written community on my paper, unity was off to, that was just a God thing. Cause he knows I'm nerdy. <laughs> um, and so, but really like, and so when, whenever we said, Hey, 
you know, you said, I really feel like God's leading us to do something Mm -hmm. about community and about having these other believers in our life. And that was it. Right. Mm -hmm. So community (laughs) was in my heart. And so Mm -hmm. that led me to words like abide and brothers, brothers. And, um, I'm sorry, I was distracted by where I'm sitting. I'm all, I'm not going to tell all the listeners what just terrified (laughs) me because it would be too embarrassing, but, um, your own shadow, (laughs) it doesn't, there's no need for that, Sarah. Anyways. <laughs> but abide and brothers. And so I started looking those up and I don't, I, I have like, I'm, it's almost like I'm still trying to gather my thoughts because I feel like there's so much to say. So I, yeah. I want to, I want to preface it with that and then go and say this. Um, Lord, help me with my words here. Um, we are a being in the same in the image of Christ, right? In the image of, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he himself is not alone. God, yes. Don't, I'm not saying that there's three different gods, the father, the son, the Holy spirit, but I am saying that when he creates man, he's saying, let us make man in our image. And mm-hmm. so he has a unity that is necessary in his essence, like who he is and he's always has been. And then he goes on to create us and our very nature um, are at the core of who we are. We are designed for communion first with the Mm -hmm. Lord and then with people. Yes. And so all of that. And, and so I kind of have a list of reasons from scripture of why it's not an exhaustive list. So that's where my direction is Please going. do, because that everything that you just said is resonating my heart and I didn't know how to transition. <laughs> okay. So it's like perfect transition. Please okay. Well, list. God's good like that. Yeah. So I, I looked up abide and when I looked it up, of course, the original, it's the word meno and it's to remain. And then in reference to a place, it'll kind of be like a sojourning, a Terry. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when it means to like, um, to a state or condition, it Mm -hmm. means um, that to remain as one, not to become another or different. So this Mm -hmm. word abide, which is something that Jesus uses very often when he's talking, like that is a very uh, prominent thing that he says. I thought it was really cool how it says not to be, not to become another or different yet to remain as one. And mm-hmm. so that unity of these are two separate things that are united and, mm-hmm. and some of the scripture that says, um, you know, he's talking about the communion of, of the bread and he actually like very much <laughs> thins the crowd. There's like this giant crowd following him. And then in John six fifty six he says, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. And everybody's like, no, thank you. And they went the <laughs> other way. <laughs> and, and I, I love that about the Lord anyways. And then, um, it says in, in, uh, John eight thirty one, if you abide in my word and, um, you are truly my disciples. And then it says, 
Um, I have come so that you will have light and remain and not remain in darkness. And so I, I'm coming to the, the one, the grand poobah of them, which is John 15, four. And it says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. So directly when we're thinking about abide, we, we do abide in the Lord. That's the first step. That's the most important step. Mm -hmm. And the reason I brought that up is because while community is absolutely vital and essential. Mm-hmm. You never want to rob yourself of what the Lord can do with you by connecting mm-hmm. more with people than with him. Yeah. It's him first. And then people mm-hmm. are the supplemental the tools. Yeah. The tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and uh, that, I just felt like that was crucial to say, because sometimes you have a very un, like you said, God is the blacksmith that's sharpening. And, and if you both are going to be sharp, it's because you've both spent time with, with your blacks, with the Lord. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So like, sometimes you have an un, very unfruitful, um, life as a Christian, because you're solely relying on community and time Mm -hmm. or you're solely relying on the fellowship you have on your Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, whatever day you go to church, right? You're solely relying on that and you have not been abiding in the Lord. Well, that's going to become, as I joked earlier, the blind leading the blind because you have to be connected to him. And so that's, I wanted to say that first. And I don't know if you have anything to jump in. I have more, but that was like, I felt like we needed to talk about that. I think that's super important. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And actually, as you were talking about the vine and the branches, it made me kind of, I don't know, picture (laughs) this is okay. You were talking about being corny earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be corny. I was kind of picturing like grapes and how the bunch like there's a whole bunch of different bunches of grapes, but each bunch has, you know, let's say 20 grapes on it. Let's just say, well, that's kind of like what I imagine as your community, right? Mm-hmm. You live in Florida, you have your bunch of grapes. Those people are the ones you're surrounded with. Yes. And if, if there's a rotten one touching another rot, uh, oh, touching yeah. another one is going to start getting that's rotten, good. right? Right. And, but we're all kind of in our own bunches, but all part of the same plant, all part of the same body. Vine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Body. And that's such a cool picture. Yeah. That, too. that was really good, especially that rotten part, because that is so, um, yeah. That's... Just like we could sharpen each other, we could rotten Ooh. each other. <laughs> yeah. We can. Yeah. We can. Um, yeah. That's good. I love that. Man, that was good stuff. Um, do you have something? Am I transitioning too far from your thoughts or do you want me to keep going? No. Um, you could totally keep going. Okay. So then I looked up brothers just because I know that the Bible typically uses brothers and, and not like whatever, but they, yeah. they use that so many times in scripture and every, almost every single one of them is where I kind of come away with some of the main reasons why we need community. And some of the main scriptures talk about, um, like when the mother of Jesus and his brothers are there, they say mm-hmm. to Jesus, like, there's your brothers, there's your mother. And he says right. that my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. And then mm-hmm. that's in Luke. And so he's, he's talking about how he's grafting in, you know, new, you're, you're going to be able to be grafted into Abraham's like, right. We're, we're not coming through that. He's, he's saying that he's making a plan for you to be able to be together. And like you said, this, this group, this, this unity that can come mm-hmm. from what he's doing. And then 
in Acts, it talks about Judas and Silas, and it says, who were they themselves? Prophets. They encouraged, strengthened mm-hmm. um, with many words. So there's two. We mm-hmm. are meant to be together to encourage. Like one of the ways that we sharpen each other is through encouragement and strengthening each other. And yeah. then um, in Romans, it talks about how um, it says he's, he's just talking about how he's so proud of his brothers and that you yourself are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. Mm-hmm. So then you get to have the other people's knowledge and experience so that they might, you know, they get to share that with you and that becomes a way of instruction. So there's the other. So now we've got encouragement, yeah. strength instruction, uh, experience of others, you know, supplement coming on. And then, and then here it says, he's saying, I appeal to you brothers, watch out for those who cause divisions. Mm. And why would he care about divisions? Division wouldn't matter if unity wasn't important. He does not want us to be separate, to be picked off like sheep Mm -hmm. with the, you know, the wolf. And then he says that there's so many scriptures that talk about that. Watch out for those that cause division. Do not be, don't take, you know, uh, be a part of that. Um, Mm. And then he also is always commissioning love one another with brotherly Mm -hmm. love and affection Mm -hmm. outdo I love this outdo one another in showing honor and Mm -hmm. that's Romans 12 10 and so so now we're we're putting together I'm going to keep it coming together so I don't trail too far off encouragement strength instruction experience from others um watching out for each other watching out that we don't fall into division that we stay united and then um that we have such a need for love and we know that it has to come from our source but we genuinely need to feel loved and if if we didn't then the scripture wouldn't tell us to love one another with brotherly affection jesus himself wouldn't have said they will know you by your love um And then I'm going to, I'm going to come and it, this is one of the biggest ones. I can't, I can't say that they're all big ones. Bear one another's burdens. Mm. And then we got teaching, admonishing, uh, admonishing one another in all wisdom. And then here, this is something that I think we kind of don't, maybe we don't think about it. Maybe you and I do, but it says, it says admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual mm-hmm. songs and thankfulness. There is a power when you join with another believer and you sing songs of praise to God. Yes. It's, it's a different <laughs> shift. There's the, I'm not telling you what you're doing by yourself. Is not powerful? But where two yeah. or more are gathered. Well, it's the communion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, okay, build one another up, exhort. And then it says, um, th- the reason for that is that so none of you would be hardened by the s- deceitfulness of sin. So again, that idea of just like watching out for the other one um, yeah. and loving one another and mm-hmm. um, like everything I just said, but this is... Um, these are the last two, I promise. I know I've said a lot. I've tried to make it no. close. But it says... It's awesome. It's good. Okay. I'm glad that I'm not like just, you know. Anyway. Uh, no. James 5.16. Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. So I think that might be one of the most compelling verses in the whole Bible about the Mm -hmm. power of 
community. You've got, yeah. he's literally telling you to confess sins one to another. And who's the mm-hmm. only person that can forgive us of our sins? It's not Sarah. It's not Brittany. Right. <laughs> it's Christ. So of course, so yeah. why would yeah. that matter? And it is again, because isolation and not community mm-hmm. will drown you. It will drown yep. you. But when I say to Sarah, I've been struggling with this, just the freedom of the confession by mm-hmm. itself is the beginning of healing there. Um, And then, and accountability and accountability. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels like a lifeline when you Mm -hmm. have another belief, when you have someone who's going to stand up and condemn you, like you said, it's not like condemning, but when you have a community around you that, you know, they're not Mm -hmm. condemning you, they're that lifeline that sometimes the enemy has convinced you that you've been disconnected from Christ. And they're going to say, absolutely not. And they reach their hand out, you know, to pull you back up. It says that they'll be healed. Pray for one another. They'll be healed. And then it talks about the power of a righteous prayer. Um, And then first Peter four, eight, it says above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Um, And so just some of the reasons um, and I have, I want you get your ball rolling that I'll be quiet. I just have one story. I also want to read, um, but they all, So it all comes down to encouragement, strengthening, instructing, experience, watching out for each other. Um, Also, just the need for love and honoring the other person, bearing their burdens, rejoicing Mm -hmm. with them. It says, you know, to weep when they weep, um, rejoice when they rejoice. Um, And then teaching and admonishing which admonishing is a big word. So I'm going to maybe just leave teaching and then all, not that I'm taking it out. I just didn't look up what admonishing means. And as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, do I know what admonishing means? Um, but, and then, and praise and worship together, uh, building each other up. And this is a protection against the hardening of the deceitfulness of sins. Oh, I skipped this one. Stir up one another to love and good works. Like when I hear that mm, yes. Sarah is over there, like, oh, we're going to do this gospel party and we're going to do this. I'm like, well, I, well, I, 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 I want to get on that. I want to do that. You know, we, we <laughs> yeah. get each other excited about it Conf- mm-hmm. and confessing your sins, the freedom of that, not to be in isolation, prayer. Um, I could just say prayer by itself. And then knowing that, loving another person you know it was jesus's love that took away our sins but sometimes we will let that weigh us down and we need another person to have their love you know just remind us of the truth the love they have for us enables them to remind us of the truth you know we're made to connect we need support we need encouragement we need discipline we need counsel Mm -hmm. and we need to worship um and pray together so yes Absolutely. Um, the, I just looked up admonish oh, and thank it's you. so good. So I want to, I want to share what it means. Okay. So it means to, um, has two main meanings okay. and one of them is to advise or, or urge someone earnestly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then the other one is to warn something of something that should be avoided. Oh. So, yeah. So it's teaching and admonishing, um, warning someone of something that should be avoided. And that's so good. And that's, it, it that's goes it with, accounts, yeah. like, accountable uh, to me. And, well, it, and it doesn't just say admonishing. When you add that, like to warn them, it says mm-hmm. in all wisdom. So yes. that means that, per, you know, that like that. And wisdom is not a human flesh no. thing. That's a God thing. That's, yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. I like that. Wait, when you look up exhort, I feel like that's encourage. 
exhort. Yeah, it might be. I feel. I feel like that. Let's, <laughs> I'm we strongly encourage. Oh, look at, look you at me. You're so good. That was great. I felt good about that. But I, I meant to look up admonish yeah. before I just came on here and said big words, but I don't know what they are. But I love that. I'm glad you did that. Can you put the word, um, the exhort, into the context again? Because yes. I don't remember which one that was. It's Hebrews 3.13. It says, exhort one another every day as long, it is mm-hmm. called, as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So it it means strongly encouraged. Yeah. It's like a it's like a, a push into encouragement. You know, not just oh you should. Oh, it's, it's, you're doing great. We love you. Right. It, it's not, and it <laughs> says back, it's not that. It's like a, a a push into encouragement. That's good. And it says as long as it may be called today. So they're also just um, expressing the urgency there. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Be right. like let's do this today. Today is the day. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's today. why. That's kind of my spiel. And then I just have one other really cool example about uh, in the Bible when you, when you're finished about what it, what the power of a community can do in the life of a believer. Um, so do you want to share that now? No, I want you to share your no. thing. I've been talking for like okay. an hour. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drama queen. <laughs> Hyperbole. So we should have like a little thing. Oh, this would be so cool if we were tech savvy. You know how like a different other like things. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. So this won't ever happen, but I might just make it a voiceover. So, you know, whenever there's like a funny thing, they'll have clapping in the background or whatever, like on oh, radio yeah. station. Uh-huh. Every time you or I exaggerate, I'm going to say hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Okay, go. You you go with what you have and then we can we'll we'll come back together. We'll get our thoughts together okay. to make that. Well, happen. before I go on with some things and some other things um on my heart, I was gonna go back to um what you were talking about to confessing to one another. Mm-hmm. Um and something that came to my mind, and maybe you mentioned this. I don't I don't think so, but call me out if you did. Oh, I'm, <laughs> like I'm about to I'm hopeful that, that I I'm, I hope I can call you out. I like um, it. <laughs> but it's it confessing to one another tears down isolation so if we are just holding stuff in our own hearts and minds we're really isolating ourselves and again that comes back to the division mm-hmm. right we're separating and that is super toxic um so i don't know something about the isolation there that i was like ooh, you know because uh, confessing we talked about how there's all kinds of wonderful attributes that come to it's freeing it's you know but that i it it completely tears down the wall of isolation yes Um, i do think i said that but i think that it needs to be repeated a thousand more times because isolation is one of the biggest tactics of the enemy and it's why god so stresses the need for community um because he knows what isolation does i mean he calls us sheep because what you got this one little sheep out there away from the shepherd away from its friends and it's done for i mean you might you might as well just like know you're having (laughs) lamb chops or somebody is tonight you know (laughs) um that's not gonna do well And, and really we're just that um in isolation we do become and i think about it too a friend um a lady that i just met was talking to me and she said that it's like a, it's like an ember of a fire removed mm. from the fire, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and not, I, God is our fire and our source, but yeah. you would be surprised and, and you see it in scripture, like, so that you don't fall to the deceitfulness of sin. You would be surprised how quickly you have no accountability, 
You have nobody mm. to to bounce, get out of your own thoughts with how quickly you do not connect with your fire. It, it's not yeah. so much that he's moved. It's that you've removed yourself. And then the, yes. the other, you know, anyway, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I liked yeah, it. That's so good. And when you're talking about the fire, like taking the amber out of the fire, mm-hmm. it made me think like, isn't it neat that God is the fire and the blacksmith? wow yes it is right i feel like Like, you should look up blacksmith so we don't keep saying (laughs) i'm just gonna keep using okay we've we've kind of just we've just uh, we've we're gonna do it we've sold ourselves on it so i feel like it's right i'm like i don't know let's see blacksmith craftsman who fabricates objects out of iron oh look at us look at us like, we're so smart. we really are <laughs> just everyone take note write it down i'm exhorting uh, yeah <laughs> so smart <laughs> okay anyways so nerdy. bring that pride back down yeah <clears throat> go on okay um so one thing that was one story in scripture that i saw differently this week than i've ever seen before <laughs> it's one of those Sunday school stories that you grow up hearing your whole life mm-hmm. and it's a really cool story if it's nice but story. you almost kind of take it for granted <laughs> it might be your story oh, that man. would be so that cool, would boggle it? my mind it really would that would be so cool yeah. I kind of hope it is okay. but we're seeing okay so um it's Mark 2 oh, is no, that it's not. no it's okay, okay. <laughs> It still would have actually, been really I cool. have I actually have three stories, so oh, this is one. Okay, all right, all <laughs> so right. Do you want to be up? Okay. Um, it is when Jesus was um talking to a crowd, and he was in the house, and the crippled man couldn't get to Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who brought him to Jesus? His friends. His friends. And not only did they bring him, they tore down the roof tear off the roof the king's in the house that's a song right doesn't sound like that but it is literally (laughs) a little more on tune yeah yeah definitely (laughs) um they literally dug a hole to lower their friends down now this story has been like one since childhood right Mm -hmm. that you you know backwards and forward it's super amazing like what a cool story but the focus that on at least for me this could be like, hello, where have you always been? <laughs> but, but for me, I've always focused on Jesus and the healing that he did for the man. Like, whoa, like this guy was crippled and all of a sudden he got up and walked away, you yeah. know? And the focus also was on the man. Like, wow, how desperate he was uh, to see Jesus that like he came through the roof for him. Mm-hmm. You know, all great that those people helped him out. But I've never focused on those people gave up whatever they had Mm -hmm. because they believed enough in Jesus's healing Mm -hmm. and enough in their friend that they were willing to carry him. However long it doesn't say maybe it was a short distance. Maybe it was a long distance. They had to try to figure out how to get him up onto a roof. Mm. Imagine that without dropping him, without him sliding off the pallet. Oh my gosh. He better be glad we're not his (laughs) friend because he was definitely (laughs) not making it. (laughs) Like how heavy was this guy? And then they have to, what tools do they have because they carried him? Do they somehow have some kind of shovel or tool to tear open the roof enough? Like surely it wasn't made out of straw. You know what I mean? Like, but even still, even if it was, it's still like you just, you just literally ripped someone's roof off of it. And there's like (laughs) no roof for Nicole. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. This is important. I hope it doesn't rain later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
but the and just for the sheer fact it's like okay get you some friends that will tear down the roof mm-hmm. for you you know to get you to jesus yes. get you those friends surround yourself with those friends that will do anything to get you to jesus yes you know i love that and that yeah and i i just that was really special in my heart today so i want to hear your story and then wait um, i want to see you have two others i want to see if any of them are the one just tell me the just tell me where (laughs) they come from okay one is the story of lazarus and the other one is naomi and ruth okay no see how that's really good though because then um okay so you do one more and then i'll do mine Okay. okay. Well, really, Naomi and Ruth wasn't. I wasn't going to go through the whole story, but just it was an example of the beauty of community mm-hmm. and how much they needed each other, and um, and that was kind of it. Just bringing them back and bringing their story kind of up to attention. But I don't think uh, everybody knows their story. I feel like well, you should. I think you should recap it. Well, um, <laughs> Naomi. And Ruth, Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law, and yeah. um, she had another daughter-in-law, and they were all, they were living in a foreign Orpah land. Right? Yeah, Orpa. Gosh, bless her. That's, I'm, I'm so glad that <laughs> she wasn't continued. Orpa is a terrible name. But, um, but yeah, so... Sorry she, if your name's Orpa and you're listening oh, to the podcast. It's a beautiful name. <laughs> it is just well. Anyways, <laughs> um, Orpa, I'm pretty I don't know if that was her name. Could be, it might be. I'm pretty sold that it is. But whenever <laughs> they whenever Naomi's sons died, these women's mm-hmm. husbands, they were in a foreign land. And mm-hmm. Naomi says, I have to go back to my homeland, to the promised land, right? Like where she comes from, because that's the only way that really she's gonna survive. She's got family there now these women are not jewish they're not of this culture and so she says i'm gonna go back you guys stay here you're gonna have a better life and um orpa is like you know she's sad but she decides that's gonna be best for her but ruth is like no i'm staying with you i'm gonna honor you and that scripture makes me think of that one about um stirring up hold on let me find it two seconds one two (laughs) Great note. See, I put myself on a thing. Where is the one that says honor? I don't know. Oh, there it is. Um, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And Ruth certainly did. Yeah, She did that. And then that brought, I mean, I don't know what else you want to bring out of that, but that brought the whole I mean, through that Well, line, they journeyed together. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yes. And, and um, but I think like that honor, that friendship, that what that did really is what two generations mm-hmm. from the David, that's David's line. That is mm-hmm. the line of David and uh, from which line of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Which Jesus came from, mm-hmm. you know, they had Obed and then Obed had Jesse. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And Obed had Jesse and then Jesse had David. David. So, yeah. you know, what happens is Ruth finds a husband um, through like family, like culturally. But the point is that she could have left her behind, but it was mm-hmm. important enough for her. She was willing to give up everything to honor this woman and, and, and be, you know, a, a stranger in a, in a strange land. And just so that she would not be isolated. Really? She didn't yeah. want to leave her mother-in-law behind. And culturally women had nothing, nothing. No. Yeah. So um, they had to have a man to even survive. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ruined took over what you no, wanted to say. No, that was exactly it. And just the importance of, um, well, because, you know, they went on 
you could read all of it in Ruth because it's going to give way more details, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but just just to see their friendship and their um, connection and how culturally different um, it was and just the beauty and, and how God used them for each other and for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, it's just so powerful. And it was just a great example to me of the community, community, um, godly communion. Yes, it is. And it, and just the power of what love and yeah, all of it. It's really good. This it's a beautiful story because it's very unlikely. It was, it was a, but mm-hmm. God, right. But mm-hmm. God, it was very yeah. unlikely <laughs> that that would have brought them. They were likely to die is really what that was. So she, yeah. it wasn't just like a, Oh, well, I'll just let my mother-in-law live in my, you know, house in her right. mother-in-law suite. <laughs> like, no, they literally could have just died if they did not find um, anyway, so yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. just some little thing is all I mean. Yep. It was a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard Absolutely. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to hear your story. Okay. All right. I'm actually going to read it because I feel like it's just so cool. It's such a cool story. Um, I want to read it. So I hope everyone, I don't know, smack your face. It's only a few verses. I know reading sometimes makes us go like, <laughs> but it's from Acts chapter 12 verse 5 says so peter was kept in prison but those in the church were earnestly praying to god for him on that very night before herod was going to bring him out for trial peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains while guards in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison suddenly an angel of the lord appeared and a light shone in the prison cell he struck Peter on the side and woke him up saying, get up quickly. And the chains fell off of Peter's wrist. The angel said to him, fasten your belt and put your sand, put on your sandals. Peter did so. Then the angel said to him, put on your cloak and follow me. Peter went out and followed him. He did not realize what was happening through the angel that the, the through the angel that was real He thought he was seeing a vision. After they had passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went outside and walked down the narrow street, when at once the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent this angel and rescued me. And then it says... um, Peter goes to Mary's, this woman, Mary's house, where many people had been gathering together and were praying. When he knocked on the door of the outer gate, a slave girl named Rhoda answered. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed. She did not open the gate, but ran back and told them that Peter was standing at the gate. And so I know that was a lot, but I just wanted you to hear because it was literally a miracle of epic proportions Mm -hmm. peter's been thrown in prison and and right before peter's thrown in prison somebody's murdered for sharing the gospel like it's no it's not just like oh he spent a night in jail no they were serious and they were about to bring him to trial but for which he would have likely died and when his friends it says the church they are in this home and and I want you to understand the word church really means assembly when you break that down into the uh, original. It's mm-hmm. talking about the gathering together because they're in a house. Like we have modern churches today and that's great. But what, what God really is talking about when he says don't neglect 
you know, the gathering together, he's talking about being with other believers. It doesn't matter where you do that. It doesn't matter that uh, a church is a great place. And we highly recommend getting plugged into a church. There's so much, um, you know, that can come from that, but mm-hmm. really this is his Even the commune worship. Like we were talking about. Absolutely. Earlier. Yes. It's so many wonderful things, so many wonderful things and definitely iron sharpens iron there. But also know that like this specific instance and in many instances these are his his people his friends in a home the home of mary and they are devoting themselves to praying for him and by doing that a miracle of an angel coming and rescuing him from prison literally walks out the gate and he's like this is a vision one day this might happen yeah like what's going on and then it's so cute because the girl hears his voice and she doesn't actually open the door she runs back in it's like peter's outside and they're like no it has to be his angel and like they right, just, she didn't even see him she just no. heard his voice like, yeah and how- right yeah. that's that's kind of its own thing i feel like too but um the power of prayer um of other believers in your life, um, you're going, it's not if, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to go through some really difficult times, mm-hmm. um, especially because you are a believer. Um, mm-hmm. The enemy just like has no interest in fighting his own kingdom. Like he's interested in those who are of the kingdom of light. So once you've declared that, you, you know, it's not going to be, life's hard one way or the other, but being in Jesus's kingdom means you have protection, means you have authority. And then the community that comes alongside you just doubles that, just quantifies that. Right. And I love this story because in the same way, like the men brought the paralytic man to the roof, tore off the roof. These friends were like, okay, we're not just going to sit idly by, we're going to pray for him. And, and God answers in a miracle. And I believe a hundred wholehearted percent God still does that today through mm-hmm. our prayers. He yeah. brings the miraculous, you know, to life. And um, yeah, that's why you need that. I that too. Yeah. yeah. And friends. So, yes. Okay. What's that's your, it. give me your, give me your other one. Okay. My last one is really short, um, but just was another one that I saw in a different light this week. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty neat. Um, I'm sure most of us are familiar with the story of Lazarus who is Mary and Martha's brother. This is like one of my favorite stories, just by the way. (laughs) It's so good, isn't it? I know. They are, um, really, the three of them are very good friends with Jesus. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, very, very close friends. Jesus is very far away. Lazarus becomes sick. They send word to Jesus, Lazarus Lazarus is dying, um, or he's sick. You know, they imply he's dying. And Jesus doesn't go right away. Of course, he knows he knows all what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Um, he it says knew. because he yeah. said when G- when he heard that, then he yeah. stayed. He did it on purpose. That's exactly. one of like, the biggest things. Anyway, sorry. I know. So, that, no, I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that's a really good point. That's super valid. Um, so, but he, he ended up staying for uh, two more days, I believe it was. And then he decides to journey back. By this point, Lazarus had been dead. He had been dead four days at this point, which is actually pretty um, valid or like not. Yeah, valid. But it's a pretty that's a pretty significant point because 
I just learned this this week that um, back in those those days, for there's something about four days. They um, they used to believe that they're the spirit of the person who died would hover around them and try to enter in, um, and like after the third day or whatever, it was like there was no more chance kind of thing. Oh, Obviously, so he waited till he was dead, 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 dead. Yeah, he wanted to like dead, dead. Isn't that that's neat? good stuff? No, yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So. Anyways, so Martha, they're Mary, they're sobbing. Jesus arrives. They're like, Jesus, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died, you know, um, which Jesus could have healed him from afar. You know, he didn't have to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But he, but he wanted God to be glorified through all of this and, and all that. So there's people, there's Jews there that are mourning with Mary and Martha. They're all sobbing. And this brings Jesus sadness. And this is actually where the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. <clears throat> right? He wept. Even Jesus had friends. Even Jesus had that community of that deep love with one another. Yes. That's not the point of this message that I was going to say, but that's just such a um like it's very impactful know. it's really it important is. to know it really is it really so. is um but it also says depending on what translation you have um but a lot of the translation says that he was angry jesus was sad and he was angry not at the jesus wet part but there's like a whole passage in John yeah. that talks about jesus going through all of these emotions um and i believe he was angry and sad not he knew that Lazarus was was going to die he knew that he was going to resurrect Lazarus but I believe that he was mourning because one he was God incarnate he was God in flesh so he felt all the human emotions reflect like that you would feel as a human sadness and all that and this was one of his dearest friends but also because he was sad to watch his dearest friends go through the mourning process because of what sin brought into the world. Sin brought death into the world. Right. So he is like broken. Like, I hate that this even has to like that you even have to experience death. Like, I love you so much. I hate that you have to experience that. I don't know if that's necessarily why he wept, but it's just a thought. Sure. Um, I mean, it's definitely plausible. They're his friends and they're, yeah, I the mean, morning yeah, we don't know. He he yeah. was feeling all kinds of emotions, and some yes. of the translations, like we talked about in that, it says he was um, indignant. He mm-hmm. was like, he, he's just like, it's a lot. Like, there's a it, lot happening a lot. that Heavy. happens with friendship. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. There's definitely what you just said isn't a stretch by any by any you know yeah rationale. Um, it, so, anyways, they get to the tomb where Lazarus was had passed away and um jesus says to roll a stone away and that is one of the first things that's so interesting to me he could have rolled that stone away himself he could have spoke it away he Mm -hmm. could have walked up there and said hey come help me roll this away no he he assigned that to somebody else he said Mm -hmm. hey you guys roll that stone away and that to me is like he wanted to he wanted to have others yeah include as part of that community thing Mm -hmm. right and then of course mary's like but he's dead like there's already a stench like he's been gone for four days he's dead dead (laughs) he's dead dead (laughs) (laughs) he's not half dead yeah he's like all the way dead (laughs) it's so not funny what is wrong with us (laughs) oh goodness Um, yeah so anyways 
Um, but but he reminds, well, what did I tell you? And and Jesus says, you know, I am the resurrection and life. The one who believes in me will live, you know. Right. And she's like, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, right? So they roll the, the, the tomb away. And then first Jesus prays. He prays out loud. And he says he prayed to glory to make sure that God got all the glory, right. not him. Right. Like I mean, he is part of God. He's part of the no. Trinity. Of he the was three, here on a mission. Yes, but he wanted it to to be pointed back up to the throne. Um, so he prayed, and then he says, "Lazarus." Okay. Also, this is just a funny side note. You know, this is a burial grave so there's lots of dead bodies in there and it just kind of made me laugh when i read that like <laughs> what if he just said come forth and they're all like boom i know that's probably why he said lazarus lazarus not anyone lazarus. else i'm just no him else. you guys stay <laughs> back i'll stay. see you later <laughs> uh, anyways funny side note there so he he come he resurrects and the funniest part is he comes hobbling out because he's all wrapped in bandages so you know you you probably can't stab right he's having a a little shimmy shimmy he's he's hopping around and then again jesus doesn't go over there and unwrap him he he says to someone else hey you guys go unwrap him and all of that as i'm reading the story again this is like a sunday school story one you grow up with but i'm like why didn't Jesus unwrap them? Why didn't Jesus undo the tomb? And it, it dawned on me, it's because of the community. Yeah. Like God is the head, but he wants us to be involved. He wants us, he, he's drawing us. There's every, I mean, when I really started picturing the community side of life, like scripture and everything, mm-hmm. it was like every single story came down to, it was never just Jesus doing work alone he always had others like his disciples ministering to people too like you know that community is so important and if jesus needed community how much more do we (laughs) you know yeah um yeah so i'm sorry i thought that was going to be short and end up being longer than i thought no it's because i interrupted you like four times as well it was not long but it would have been even shorter had i not interrupted you um but i i um I know we're getting to where we probably need to come to a close so as not to drain on everyone's nerves, but it's just so much to kind of soak in, um, Mm -hmm. is, and and I want to just put a little, a little, um, aside that has nothing to do with community and nothing to do with iron sharpening iron. It has everything to do with reading the word. Just real quick, two seconds. Oh my goodness. I was about to say the same thing. If you're going to say the same scripture, I'm going to like pass out. No, I'm not going to say the same. I'm not going (laughs) to even say scripture. What I was going to say is that this same story, the story of Lazarus, I know that everybody hasn't, is not just like an avid listener that's listened to every single podcast we've ever done, but we did do a one on grief. And this story was one of the ones that the Lord led me to and led me to look up these emotions because it was one of my most favorite. It is one of my most favorite stories just to see his purpose and all. And then here we are that the point of that was to talk about being free. It was a whole different point. And here we are talking about the need for community and you're drawing out that message, which is very applicable, very correct, very beautiful. And, and it's for a whole other thing that can serve in your life for the better. And so that's just, all I'm going to put a little ploy here to say, same scripture, same story, same word, completely different application, all valid, all necessary, all for 
you're good. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that was just like resonating with me right here, right now. But what scripture were you going to say? Um, Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword sword. because, (laughs) you know, iron sharpens iron. It is the ultimate iron. It is the ultimate because ultimately, yes, we are being sharpened by other believers, but God is the one that we should run to first. And he's the one who's going to sharpen us, you know, the word of God. I think we take the word of God, like what we call the word of God, um, you know, so shallow in our mind like oh it's the word of god aka it's the bible like it's a nickname for the bible but when you really think about it it is the word of god that yeah. is like, we breathe god it out speaking. Yeah. yeah like and whoa yeah <laughs> and it's in black it's him you know it's in black and white and it's all the things and um i think i want to i really i know that you you said this a bit but i want i feel like i'm supposed to say it again yeah. how deeply Jesus loved his disciples, Mm -hmm. how he prays for them, how he forgives them, how he Mm -hmm. serves them. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is the picture, of course, of, of what we're supposed to be. But when you really come down to it, he, I mean, and he loves us all with that same richness, deepness, all of that, but he really displayed his love for his friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, greater love has no man that he would lay down his life for his friends. And he chose to do that. And, and I, and I, we always want to come back to, you know, the gospel, um, Mm -hmm. here always want to give a chance for whoever's listening to know that, um, if you have any question in your heart about Jesus being the son of God and he's your savior and that he came for you to be free for freedom's sake. Like he paid for all of that for you. If you're, if you're listening right now and you're just not sure about all of that and you're not sure and you want to be sure, I just, I just want you to know how loved you are, how, how completely seen you are and how, how much, if you're listening, it's not a coincidence. We have prayed for the exact right people to listen to this message. Mm-hmm. And and there are no coincidences. There's no chance. There's no luck. There is God's sovereignty and his great, great love for us. And mm-hmm. I just want to say it again to you. You are so, so, so loved by your heavenly father. Mm-hmm. You are on purpose. You are chosen. Yeah, you are chosen, you're beloved, you're all of those things. And so um, I know that it's like, you know, we hope that listeners are going to listen that are from places that are nowhere near us and all of that. But I also just want to continue to extend the fact that it is hard to find community at times. And though we cannot Mm -hmm. be right beside you, if you ever have a prayer request, we have a Facebook page. It's like Jasper. You can send us a message anytime. And I'm not saying we're not professionals. We're just two ladies with jobs and children in life. But if you send us a message, we will do our best to respond. And absolutely, we will pray for you. So just know yeah. that you have that in us if that's something that you need and you you haven't been able to connect yet we we don't want you to be isolated uh and we would just that would be such an honor and a blessing honestly um so that's it um 
we yeah. can I can wrap up. I'll stop talking now. But yeah, yeah that's good. I want to throw out one last scripture. It's really short. And then yes. if you don't mind, you can pray us out. But sure. Proverbs um eleven fourteen, it's for for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through multiple counselors. Oh, and that's good. so good. Like so good. just we need each other or our nations will fall. You know, like we we can't stand and fight this battle alone. Absolutely. I love that. That was good. That was good. Okay. Oh, Lord, we love you. We, we give you honor. We give you glory and we give you just mm-hmm. praise. And it's your name that's above every other name. And as um, the listeners um, have been with us, we just pray, God, that their heart would receive uh, what you have for them. We pray that um, each person who is not connected to a community that you will put people in their path, that they will um, reach out and that they will be able to get connected with other believers so that they will not be isolated to be picked off by the enemy. We pray a special hedge of protection around those who are listening, who feel like they don't have community. And, and Lord, we also, um, we just ask God that um, you would bless all of our friends um, that are and have been counselors in our lives, Mm -hmm. that you would continue to give them your wisdom and that we would continue to, um, to seek you first and then connect with the body so that we can operate fully in your kingdom for your glory and to share the gospel with others. We pray Lord for those who are um, listening that may be on the fence about making that decision, God. And we just pray for your, um, an extra, just wrap your arms around them to feel love like they've never felt before, that they might know the joy and the peace that comes with a relationship with you. We give you all the praise. You are worthy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We declare over you God's word. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better.